how can we grow thriving creative businesses without constantly hustling, sacrificing our mind, body, and creativity, or living a life where the fear of where the next client or customer will come from keeps us up at night or disconnected from our family, friends, and passions? This show is going to answer those questions. My name is Naftali Roberts, and I specialize in helping true creatives like yourself grow simple, strategic, and thriving creative businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's jump on in. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a real treat for you because today's interview is with one one of my favorite humans in the entire world but two it's a treat because it's very timely which obviously is on purpose over the last few weeks i've been talking online and through messenger with today's guest. And we've been talking all about her journey to totally shift her business in the wake of the global pandemic that's happening right now. She, like many of you, is a creative who had and has a thriving business. But in the time of COVID, her business or how it was running previous went from being busy and making the amount of money she wanted it to make to crickets and what the heck am I going to do? So because I talk to a lot of you, I know that that is something that many of you are experiencing right now, which is why I wanted to bring today's guest on. Today's guest is Nicole Anderson. And she is a brand photographer as well as a content creator, teachers of marketing and branding. And today we have a really real conversation. I'm going to admit that a few points in the conversation we go a little on a few rabbit trails because that's just what Nicole and I like to do. They're funny. They're humorous. They have a little bit of adult content, not really, more biological content. So if you have little ears around, just be aware that we are going to be talking mixed in um, a few just grown-up biology-related things. So just be aware. And we talk about anxiety and the intersection between anxiety and making decisions and momentum and consistency And so many things related to how do you pivot your business? How do you take care of yourself while you're in a pivot? And how do you take the work you've done previously and not feel like everything has been lost, but take anything that you were doing and up-level it or shift it into something new that works for whatever is going on now. So today, I want you to sit back. I want you to be inspired. I want you to feel heard. And I want you to start thinking about how 
if you are feeling really helpless right now, if you are feeling like, ah, I can't do what I love doing, um, I know that a lot of you are creatives in the entertainment industry, and many of you are photographers and people that work one-on-one with others face-to-face. How can you take the gifts you have, the skills you have, and stay encouraged and not let the anxiety of this time derail you? So sit back, grab some tea, some coffee, some wine, and let's learn and live with today's guest. Hello, hello. So I'm excited because this is your second time on the podcast, although it's a little different this time because you don't have your husband with you, but I'm super excited to have you back. So for those people listening that didn't hear your first interview with us, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Who am I? What a deep question. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, um, go deep. Go deep as you would like. How much time do we have? No. I am Nicole Anderson. I own a business with my husband, a media company, and I also own Nicole Branderson, which is my personal brand. And I do a little bit of a lot of it. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a personal branding photographer and a content strategist, which means I basically help entrepreneurs create the right content for their, you know, for their online presence instead of just throwing stuff out there and hoping something sticks, which is a time suck. Such a time suck. So no spaghetti against wall. Ooh, spaghetti, no hot dogs, no nothing against the wall. We're we're we have a strategy, which everybody should have. But I own, I own a business with my husband as well. We own a media company. So that Nicole Branderson is underneath that, but he does podcasts and stuff. So I work from home with my husband. Yay. Woo. And you were doing that before the time of COVID. Oh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> speaking of the time of COVID, I was wondering because a lot of people that listen are creatives. And for a lot of creatives, they've had to make some pretty massive shifts in this time. Some people feeling like they need to shut down, some people not knowing what to do. So can you talk a little bit about the part of your business that you've massively had to shift over the last eight weeks? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> we all have had to pivot, haven't we? Yes. Uh, I essentially... I essentially went to Tennessee in March, mm-hmm. landed there, and then the entire world fell apart. <laughs> and then when I came back home, I realized there's no school, there's no business for the most part. Mm-hmm. I am not able to, I mean, my whole photography business is built completely 100% off being in person in person with somebody. So mm-hmm. it's kind of necessary. Uh, so I literally had to pivot my entire business model in the drop of a hat if I wanted to still make money, which I do because I am very, <laughs> I, I don't do this anymore, but I used to tie all of my, um, my self-worth into how much I made. So, <laughs> but I've changed that. Okay. You'll be happy. You'll be happy for me. I've that changed- is good. That is very, very good. Okay. So how... Okay, at what moment, so like you go to Tennessee, which, so 
Nicole and her husband are getting ready to move from California where we both live and move to Tennessee. And so you were there like scouting, right? Mm -hmm. And during that time, that's when like the world went wonky pants. The world Uh, (laughs) ended. And I was super worried for Nicole because Nicole's my photographer. So like heart her all over the place. And I'm like watching her on social media and I'm like, get home, get home, get home. She's never going to be able to get home, which she made at home. But like, this is thoughts that went through my brain. So what, at what point did you realize I can't do this? Like, was, did that happen in waves mentally or did it come all at once? Can you talk us through those times for us? It hit me like a sack of bricks. And I never thought, because I've never had to go without photography. Mm-hmm. And I've been a photographer for 10 years. I'm, I'm heading over the decade point. So mm-hmm. it's been a very big part of my life for a very long time. Yeah. So I've never had to go without it. I've always had a camera. I've always had the ability to book sessions. I've always had, you know, the the clientele. And I was like, holy moly. I said that in a more colorful way, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do? This is like who I am. You know, mm. I, I am a photographer. I am a creative how am I going to survive without this for an undetermined amount of time too? It's not like, here's your end date and you can Mm -hmm. go back to it. It's, you can't do it. Don't do it. And Mm -hmm. I saw all these other photographers doing these porch session things. Have you Mm -hmm. seen people doing those? Yes, a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that because I'm a rule follower. But at the same time, I'm like, I got to do something. I need to photograph something. So, I mean, I didn't do them because I'm not a family photographer. So it's, I don't really have that audience. Mm-hmm. But I got, to, I got to like a desperation point where I was like, what am I going to do? How can I photograph something and create for other people and still like fulfill that part of my creative brain? Mm-hmm. and for anybody that is a creative, you know that's your what you do, what you create is part of who you are. So mm-hmm. I felt like empty. Mm, yeah. And I went a couple weeks where I felt bad for my husband because I'm like, he, he must think I'm going insane because I went from like really happy to the next day I was like, <laughs> you know, like I'm crying, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy. You were like grieving the loss of this huge part of who you were um, and a massive part of your identity. And it really is, I think for a lot of people in this time, it is a loss. It is a grief moment. It is things are dying. I mean, literal people are dying and I'm very sad for that, but also people's identities and understanding of how life works. Yep. And so the, I think that is so natural just thinking from how the brain works and how we process things. So during that time, like did, were you motivated to find something else? Were you like going back and forth in places of motivation? How were you in that space? So I, I, first I was in disbelief for probably about the first two weeks. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll be back soon. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Then I started to panic a little bit and I was like, uh, (laughs) My clients are all canceling because obviously we have to. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And I had mm-hmm. like these 
little mini crisis moments here and there. And then I went from like, okay, I'm going to finish what I started in December last year. I already had this in mind, but I just didn't Mm -hmm. have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I've got the time to do it now. <laughs> like, might as well do it. But the thing with me is I don't, I don't force myself to create. Like I don't say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it this day no matter what. Mm-hmm. I have to be in the mood to finish something. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. It's not my best stuff, so I can't force myself to create. Mm. So I went like I took a week off where I was like, "What am I doing? Why am I doing?" Like it was just Mm. honestly, my husband might have been ready to run (laughs) because he's still working the same amount, and I'm like here. Just I had these. Oh, I, I feel like I'm useless. I feel like I'm just here to to make everybody food and clean up after everyone. And I those were words I literally said to him. And he mm-hmm. had to like talk me off the ledge. <laughs> it's just it was crazy. Yeah. I was crazy. <laughs> you were processing. Um <laughs> <That's> and <laughs> we I, I mean, we all go through that. And I think one, it's helpful that you had someone to kind of be that like, nope, not true. Mm. Nope, not true, not true. But also I'd be curious, like, okay, because we can all have people say that to us, but like we have to choose whether we believe it or not. So how did you get yourself back to a place where you were like, oh, you're right. I'm not useless. I'm not crazy. I'm not like, I can figure this out. Like, what was that process like for you? It was kind of like a a slow, like, over about a week where I was mm-hmm. telling people about my idea and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. What do you think about this? And everybody was saying, um, yeah, needed right now. And then I heard the, you know, the, the cliche, if you can't do teach. And I was like, I'll teach, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach people to do what I do in a different way. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you have the people saying, oh, well, that's, you, you know, you're, you're just, telling people how to replace you. You're teaching them how to replace you. And I'm like, I can't be replaced. <laughs> like, she so can't. Humble. So humble. I'm the, the most humble person on this planet. But it was just, it was, it was, it was like slowly because people were saying it and then I started to process it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I was already mm-hmm. going to do it. Yeah. And then I'm just not going to listen to like the little doubt and then mm-hmm. I sell 150 of these a month. And then I just, like, I just went from there. I, I'm telling you, I've, I'm on a roller coaster. I'm on a roller coaster right now. <laughs> yeah. So what is this idea that you've been working on? Um, I started, it's called the Cell Series. And mm-hmm. it's essentially three different little training things that I'm selling for super cheap. And one of them is the Selfie Academy and it teaches you how to take better photos of yourself for your brand, which is important and everybody should be doing it. Listen, okay. And then, <laughs> and then I have the Foodtography Academy. So people that take pictures of their food, foodies, uh, food bloggers, people that own bakeries, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and then I have the third one that's going to be released by the end of the month because it's a lot more involved, but it's for Etsy shops. Oh, photograph their their products better. So that one is called Better Photos, More Sales for Etsypreneurs. 
Love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Okay, so you already had those ideas. You had some doubt. You were like making movement. Did you just go like through like totally or did you ever have moments where you're like, nope, not inspired anymore? Because I know like for you, like you said, like if you're not inspired or you're not in it, you can't move forward. But also you have this like income you're depending on. So how do you like balance those two and what's kind of processes or strategies you use in that space? So I, like I said before, I don't, I won't force myself to create because if I do, it's not good. It mm-hmm. never, it never is my best work. I go through cycles. We all do. Ladies, we all do. We all have a, a monthly cycle and our mm-hmm. creativity, believe it or not, goes on that cycle. I don't know if you knew that. But I did also further because we're talking about brain science and I geek out about brain science. Our brain actually neurologically goes through creativity cycles. Yep. So when creatives say, I am not in the creative flow right now, that is most likely actually neurologically true. They've been able to like look at this and brain imaging and all of that. So like what Nicole's saying is accurate to like actually the biological parts of us as well as obviously like hormone cycles and you know, we haven't gotten around to it, but I swear men have cycles too. I think there's been a little research on that. But men men actually have daily cycles. We have monthly cycles and they have daily cycles. So oh. I mean, working from home with my husband, I can tell like he's got, it's, it's a daily thing too. Like we have creative mode, like where we, where we feel motivated to do things like, and then it's over a period of a month. Theirs is every single day. They go through the whole curve. So they're the crazy ones. Okay. That sounds exhausting. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Plus but- they're always creating. And if you have little ears, maybe they're always creating. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the end of this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like they're always creating like the little like the little things <laughs> sperm you- sperm they're always creating sperm Burp. when women are born with all the eggs they ever have so they're not always creating them they're always creating sperm like that takes so much like physical energy side it's not funny they're creating all day they're re- they create every day of their lives for mm-hmm. the lives like until they're dead they're creating yep. They're creating always. They're they're very creative. Okay, side sidebar there. I don't know where that came from, but I love it. <laughs> you can go tell Dan on any days he doesn't feel creative. You are creating. You're creating all day, honey. All day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So so what do you do then when you're not feeling creative? How do you manage that? And then how do you manage maybe any anxiety that comes up? around I'm not creating and then how am I going to make money? Am I the right person to talk about managing anxiety? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we can explore it. It's it's fine. We're going to talk. Let's let's talk about this. I when I don't feel creative, I give myself a break. And it took me a long time to get to the point where I felt okay giving myself a break because mm-hmm. I I'm the kind of person that feels like I always need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always need to be doing something towards what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And when I had that 
that was years ago when I figured that out. Like, okay, I need to give myself permission to do these things because I have to. I can't. I can't just keep going and going and going because I will die. (laughs) (laughs) And Mm -hmm. honestly, it's when I when I feel that way, I give myself the space, and then when I feel ready to come back to it. And I always know when I feel ready to come back to it because I wake up that way. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't ever shift in the middle of the day. It's so weird. I don't know if I'm a weird person or if that's normal, but I wake up and I know when I wake up if I'm going to be creative that day. It's so mm-hmm. hard. Like some days I wake up and I'm like, Ugh, I'll just watch Netflix and eat cereal, you know? Mm-hmm. And other days I'm like, okay, I'm going to get stuff done today and Mm -hmm. I make lists and I do a brain dump and Mm -hmm. I just honestly like give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to take a break if you feel like you need to take a break a hundred percent. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. No, you do. You do have to. And there's so much wisdom in that. Now I know you're the sort of person that likes to be always active and you also like Right. The front of your brain, the like logical part is like, I know I need to give myself a break. Mm -hmm. But when you're giving yourself breaks, does the anxiety ever creep in? Yes. (laughs) The anxiety creeps in a lot. (laughs) My anxiety is my friend. Mm. I actually actually had a therapist tell me to do that with my anxiety, to control Mm -hmm. it, to make my anxiety a person. Mm -hmm. Whole nother you know that's a whole nother talk but it does because i i have this i've been going for so long and going and going and going and i had this stride and i had this you know this pattern that, like the patterns that i went through mm-hmm. and it's just my brain goes wait why aren't we doing anything today why aren't you doing anything you're supposed to be doing things mm-hmm. and it's taken a long it, it, i'm still working on it mm-hmm. obviously still working on it but the anxiety is always creeping it's trying mm-hmm. hard yeah yeah <laughs> depending on what time of the month it is obviously i yeah. you know sometimes i can't com- combat it as well as i can on other times but you know. yeah obs how does it creep in like what does it say <sighs> it's honestly i think I think most of my my anxiety stems from just needing to go and go mm-hmm. and go and go and it's from it's from when Dan was out of the, out of mm-hmm. his job the first time because I was the one that was taking care of everything and if mm-hmm. I didn't and if I stopped yeah we couldn't eat or we mm-hmm. couldn't pay a bill yeah so it's it's I'm working on it so hard, even like mm-hmm. right now that Dan's like, he's honestly making all the money right now. And mm-hmm. that hurts me because I'm like, I feel useless. And then mm-hmm. my anxiety is like, yeah, you're pretty useless. <laughs> and then I have to tell myself, um, no, I'm not useless. Okay. I'm great. <laughs> are great. And no, but I love that. Not that you have all the anxiety, but I love what you pointed out, like that your anxiety is driven by this thing in the past and you know um i know we were talking a little bit a couple weeks ago about this like just this idea that how anxiety functions how our brain functions is that we learn one thing because it is true in that time so when nicole's husband dan was out of work 
there was a time where she had to hustle and there wasn't necessarily space in that moment for that brief moment of time for her to take breaks because I don't believe that I'm not someone that is going to say always can you always take breaks like I would like to ideally and I think there's micro ways to do it throughout your day but I think there are seasons that you can give into that more or less yes but in that time it wasn't true and your brain learned that's the way it had to be that's how you kept life safe that's how you kept life going but our brain is really good at quickly learning things and it's very difficult for us to forget things Mm -hmm. and so as creatives as people as anyone that is trying to go forward and thrive um, building a business, having the career you want, just being profitable and productive and present, we have to work really doubly hard to unlearn those things. And so for Nicole, I love that you pointed out that you learned that anxiety kept you safe, like because it pushed you forward when you needed to. And now you have to work to like, be like, no anxiety. Now you're making me actually less safe and I got to like not listen to you. Absolutely. It's like that friend in high school that like pushes you out of your comfort zone and like you're really grateful for that friend but then your friend starts to tell you to do really dumb things and you have to learn to not listen to that friend. Like it's like that really fine line. (laughs) I've had those friends. We We all have. We really have and you know like you're like Thank you so much for not letting me sit in the corner. But no, I'm not going to stand on the top of that desk and flash everybody right now. Like, it's that really fine line. I, I feel that. That's totally my anxiety. Yeah. No, it, it, it is. It's, it's honestly, that was my life for 19 months was survive. Mm-hmm. And I've been working very, I mean, that was, he got, I think he started his job back up in 2016. Mm -hmm. So it's been four freaking years and I'm Mm -hmm. still working on it. And I think it's pertinent because a lot of people, when Mm -hmm. we come out of this, are going to be feeling the exact same way that I feel right now. And Mm -hmm. if you don't learn the ways to cope with it, Mm As a creative, we I, I feel like we're kind of harder on ourselves because we're like, well, we need to do all of these things or nobody's going to hire us and blah, blah, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, there's so much mindset, like junk we carry with us, whether it's from what people said. I did a whole episode on the podcast about answering the question, "What? when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. Um, which is funny. I have not even mentioned this on the podcast, but recently my mom, we were talking about just this whole thing with COVID. My husband, I've mentioned this, is out of work for the entirety because he's a creative in the entertainment industry and it's all shut down. And my mom was trying to be helpful. And we were talking about different options and she was like, oh, does that mean Chris is going to have to get a real job? And I was like, no, mom, that's not what you meant. Why? Why? I'm like, dude, I make more than some people in their real job. So you want to you wanna come at it me? It was with- like, <laughs> can you define for me real job? She, she's like, oh, I mean, like, you know, not what he does now. And I was like, but what he does now is a real job. Like he goes yeah. to work, people pay him. Therefore, that is a real job. So, but I think all of that crap we carry with us as creatives because people, you know, since we were young, right? What are the lies? Like, 
you're reactive, you're emotional, you're 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 too sensitive for your own good. You'll never make money doing that. Like you should make sure you can bartend really well. Like I don't know, like all of the things. It is. It's it's I think people that aren't creatives don't they just don't get it. No, nor do they I expect them to. Yeah. I mean, they just don't understand because they're, you know, their brain works a different way. Like mm-hmm. you can make a job out of anything. Mm-hmm. You can do any people buy the weirdest stuff. I'm telling you, like I saw a video of someone who took like reindeer poop and made like keychains. And she okay. made thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, hello, that's a real job. Okay. <laughs> If you make money, this is what I tell my kids every day. If you can figure out a way to make money from it, it's a job. Like (laughs) now there's always the question. This is what we talk about. Like, you know, with my coaching clients, you know, when we get to the idea of like what they're actually making, like, is it sustainable? Is it something you're going to be joyful about doing for the next little bit of time? Um, You know, I think, you know, we've talked about on the podcast. I don't feel like it's super profitable or productive to you know create a product and then go but I only want to make two and then if I only make two I don't really want to make it again and you've spent six months making the process to do that Mm -hmm. I mean if you have all the time in the world go for it but not sustainable business model but yeah okay oh I love all the conversations we've had today I, I love how we get off topic so quickly we're like right okay yes guys we've talked about reindeer poop and semen and all sorts of things but that's what we do here on thriving creative podcast we're real we're real real real. people the real real okay but we talked about important things like anxiety and how i love the point and i want to circle back to it because i think we talked about wearing the poop instead of circling back to this is that (laughs) i do actually think for any of us who are creatives it is so important what we do now to prepare for the future. And so I would encourage everyone listening to think about what you're thinking right now. What are you telling yourself is driving your action? Are you letting fear drive your action or are you making mindful choices? I don't want to say fearless choices because I think fear for some people right now is a natural feeling and there it's a feeling it's neither good nor bad bad it just is um so just notice the feelings notice the thoughts and choose the narrative you will leave this time with like we can't change what's going on in the world we can't change how we feel we can't change completely the thoughts that are into our mind we can choose whether we believe them or not but we can change the narrative we leave with and so mm-hmm. you know Nicole, I love your story because I love that you're not, you didn't go to Tennessee, come back to the world falling apart and just go, well, I'm going to remember this time is the time the world fell apart. You have created something that you're really excited about and maybe life would have been too busy to create it Mm -hmm. otherwise. And I can't wait for all the amazing people that are going to be taking some awesome photos of themselves during this time and going forward because I think you know I look on my social media and like I love utilizing Nicole's work but I also think it's super important that I have 
pictures I take myself because it brings a different energy to your yeah, absolutely like, social media. So where can people find the awesome things that you're selling if they're like, oh, I need to know how to do that. I want to like bring that into my work as a creative or artist or maker. Everybody should be taking pictures of themselves right now. Yep. Everybody. I, I created this with, you know, other business owners in mind because obviously mm-hmm. you're at a point right now, nobody can hire a photographer and yeah. you have to keep creating content if you want to keep your business alive right now. So Mm-hmm. The Cell Series you can find on www.thecellseries.com, C-E-L-L. And also, I always plug my group, It's Not Brand Surgery, which you can also find on www.itsnotbrandsurgery.com because whoever owned it before, let it go, and it's mine now. <laughs> woo, woo. Yes. So um, that's basically, I I hang out the most in my group and Mm -hmm. uh, the cell series actually comes with a group. Mm -hmm. So continue because I'm all about community Mm -hmm. and that's basically where you can find me. Awesome. Yeah. And we will have all of those links in the show notes. Okay. As we are wrapping up, I want to ask you. Oh, do you have a fun question for me? I do. <laughs> yes. What is the most ridiculous TV show that you are currently watching? Oh, they're all ridiculous. I <laughs> I love watching this show. Like I watch clips of it on online because I can't get it on Netflix. But it's um, it's an English show, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Obviously, because <laughs> I'm trying to think of it, but it's like maybe it's first dates or something like these people meet in this restaurant and it's just so interesting to me. You, maybe because of the accents. <laughs> I don't know. It's not even like trashy or anything. It's just really, it's kind of like I have a lot of guilty pleasure TV shows. I watch, honestly, we could go on forever. Do you drink tea or coffee? I drink coffee, but it has to be iced coffee. Mm. And I haven't drank it for like, four days <laughs> yeah why I started taking these supplements i got from target and they are amazing and i haven't needed coffee okay i i just I, i'm un- speechless because it's such a grounding force for me um it's not the caffeine it's the ritual of it um so i need my ritual i feel grounding that. and lastly what is a really odd fact about you that no one would ever guess seeing you? Mm. Oh, that's a fun one. I am a licensed phlebotomist. <laughs> Don't laugh. Okay, I'm a licensed phlebotomist. I, I did, I mean, my license obviously is expired now, but I was a phlebotomist. I did my certification, my licensing. I worked in a couple hospitals and my email address was dr.acula. Get it? <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Special. So special. I've I've done a lot of things and quit a lot of things. So that was one of them on my journey. <laughs> Dracula to boudoir 
photographer to the journey has been fun. I did. uh, I was really, really good at medical collections. I went to culinary school for a semester. Okay. Mm -hmm. And life creative guys, I'm guaranteeing you most of you. Listening, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things. My weirdest job was working at a yarn shop. That sounds fun, though. It wasn't. It was. I mean, like I organized yarn and I got old ladies' lunches, like the old ladies that were knitting with the yarn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My job was to go all around town and pick up different lunch orders for them. Well. <laughs> You know, when you're like 17, actually, that's not that bad of a job because it's still when driving is like super yeah, fun because let's still like the points in time where you're like, woo, someone's letting me drive. <laughs> now you just daze out and you end up where you're going without remembering how you got there. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I drove my car. It's life COVID. Ooh. Yeah, I can't. Maybe... Like two weeks ago? I'm not sure. Wow. No, I have to leave my house. I can't not leave my house. <laughs> I have to. I don't know where I would go. So <laughs> stay home. I go on walks. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everyone check out Nicole's cell series. Links in the show notes. Go forward. Have a thriving day. And I will talk to y'all soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you for being a part of the movement that this show is built upon, which is liberating creatives and artists from their feast or famine cycle so that they become creatives who consistently make money doing what they love without the hustle, bustle, and burnout that has sadly become common for too many building creative businesses. You are amazing for going against the status quo and choosing to be a creative who is defined by thriving instead of how many things you have to do on your to-do list today. If you haven't joined the movement yet, simply review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share your review on Instagram stories. By sharing and reviewing, you are helping way more creatives learn it is possible to make consistent money doing what you love without having to constantly hustle and struggle. Together, we can change the landscape of being a creative and build the world we want for generations of creatives to come. You are such a huge part of what we are doing here, and I'm so grateful for you. I will talk to you soon. 